Hello, hey y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! y'all. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Collide Kids podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. Can you believe it is just one week away from Christmas Day? I am so excited. I feel like Buddy the Elf, you know, when he's like, Santa's coming. I'm so excited. But let me back up a little bit. I mean, do you really know why we're celebrating? It's not Santa, is it? What is it? Is it presents? Is that why we celebrate? Is it snow? That seems to be what all the songs are about. (laughs) Is it the lights and the light displays? Do you know the answer? Okay, if you know the answer, let's say it together. Ready? The reason we celebrate is... Jesus. That's right. It's all about Jesus. Christmas is all about Jesus. It's even in the name. The first six letters of the word Christmas spell Christ. He was born so that he could save us. That is just amazing. And that's why we celebrate. You know, this might not surprise you, especially from our conversation last week, but My family and I drove through a neighborhood to check out some lights, and we had a blast going through this one neighborhood. They seemed to have like a competition to see which house can decorate the best, and one of the houses had a large Christmas tree shape. So it wasn't actually a tree. It was just they made a Christmas tree shape out of green lights. At the top of the Christmas tree, instead of a star, they put a big cross Now, usually you just see crosses at Easter. Actually, as I begin to notice, other houses had crosses in lights, and it was just a really neat reminder of God's love as we drove through that neighborhood. Well, today my special guest is a very good friend of mine, and her name is Flavia Silva. She is originally from Brazil. She and her husband, Pedro, have been married for over 14 years, and they have two boys, and they have actually lived in the United States for over seven years now. Flavia is a worship leader, and she has been an educator for 18 years. She's been teaching English and Portuguese, English as a second language, and Bible classes. Currently, she's a Bible teacher at Mount Pisgah Christian School. She loves teaching the kids about our amazing God and His love for us, and she feels a deep calling to minister to the nations, to love God, and to love people. Stay tuned at the end because she's even going to teach us how to say Merry Christmas in Portuguese. I'm so excited. Here is my conversation with Flavia Silva. Well, Flavia, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you so much for being on the show for um, for this Christmas episode. I'm excited to share this and talk about your story. Will you just introduce yourself and tell us a little about who you are? Sure. So I am Flavia Silva. I'm married to Pedro. It has been 14 years that we are we have been married. 
We have two handsome boys. Davi is 13 and Lucas is nine, eighth and, and third grade. Um, we moved here seven years ago from Brazil. So we are from Brazil. You will listen to my funny accent. Yes, I love your accent. <laughs> Brazilian accent. So Portuguese is my first language. Uh, we moved here when our boys were six and not, Lucas was not even two. So America became our home and that's how we feel now, even though we love going back to Brazil. So we have two Two countries in our hearts. Two countries, uh, yeah. Yeah, Pedro's a pastor, so that's why we moved. We moved for his master's, and then um, he became a missions pastor, and now he's taking care of a, a Methodist church here. I am a Bible teacher at Mount Pisgah Christian School. I work in lower school, so from JK through fourth grade, and I take care of chapel and all the spiritual formation projects we have there um so i'm i'm pretty busy yes you are <laughs> I, yeah i do lead worship sometimes uh but not every sunday with my busy schedule now but that's my ministry as well yeah for sure and you're a great worship leader too um well, I'm excited to talk to you today, uh, but before we get started with all of that, we like to start off with something fun because this is a kid's podcast. So um, do you have anything like funny or like a, a good joke or maybe something fun that you want to share with us? Oh yeah, I don't, I'm not good with jokes, but I can share. I love every time I start my Bible class with the kids, uh, we start with prayer requests. I always ask them to share what their prayer requests are. And I'll tell you, I could write a book, <laughs> a funny one, because, you know, it's just so beautiful the way they express themselves. So we have prayer requests, just like the other day, a child was asking me that we would pray for his father. And I was like, is everything okay with your father? And then, and then he said, yeah, he's fine, but then he's shaved, and now I just don't know who he is. So let's pray that his beard grows again, you know? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That is so sweet. And we actually pray that his father will let oh. will his beard back again. So. And you did pray for it. Oh, you're a good Bible we teacher. Did. Oh, I yes, we did. God is good. <laughs> Oh, well, that's great. So you are a Bible teacher and you lead chapel at the Christian school that you work at. So tell us about that. Like what, how did you get started um, as a Bible teacher? Yeah, this is a great question. Well, in Brazil, this is my degree. I am an educator and I went to pedagogy and then psychology and pedagogy. So how people learn and how they grow and all of this. And I, I became a teacher when I was, I was there, but I was teaching English as a second language and Portuguese because that's our, our language. Right. <laughs> and I was also involved in the Christian programs of our Christian school that I used to work there. So this was like my life being a pastor's kid, you know, growing in the church and getting so involved with that. And when we moved here, um, I came here to be a mother because we moved as students. And when you come from another country, you have a specific visa mm -hmm. uh, to be in that country. So as students, you're not allowed to uh, work. You have to study. 
and ah. all of your resources have to be from to come from your own country until you are allowed to work. So that was one of my main challenges uh, challenges coming here because I was working from 7 a.m. till sometimes 10 p.m. That's how hard wow. we worked there uh, with the school and everything and teaching English as well in the ministry. So when my husband said, God is calling us to go to the United States, I was the first one saying, mm -mm, he's not hot. We're staying here <laughs> because I was in the Christian school there. I had my ministry, the worship ministry, the kids ministry. Yeah. And I, I didn't see why God would take us from a third world country into America. You know what I mean? I had that yeah. idea, like, I don't know why you're doing that. So it took Pedro two years, two whole years praying until finally I felt from God that he was teaching me something new. I had to be a mom and a wife and a servant. I was mm. giving up my career and everything and, and being with my family. So that was the hardest part for me. And when we moved for five years, I was just at home and involved with the church but as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, and God kind of broke that down in my heart. You know, my career, the things I was able to do, my talents, the things I studied for. And I understood my main ministry was my family. Wow. First. And then we became a real family because now I don't have my parents anymore around and, you know, my in-laws and friends anyways. But that was a huge um, process in my life until two years ago when our, our, our boys started going to the school, to Mount Pisgah Christian School. And I was just praying that God would use me the way he wants, just like always, like yeah. wherever we go, I just say, God, just show me what you want me to do. Just now understand it's not on my own strength, but he brought me here to use me, brought me to a place that I never thought he would use me here. And I, I was so comfortable in my own country because I could yeah. see him using me there, you know? So as soon as we got there, they had this need. They needed somebody for chapel. So that was their need. And I volunteered to, to lead chapel. Okay. And it was just the beginning because then I volunteered with Pedro, my husband. And, he was, and then I connected with the Bible teacher at the time. And the Bible teacher came to me and said, Flavia, I think you should be the next Bible teacher and chapel leader here. <laughs> And at yeah. the time I was left and was like, no, just count on me as a volunteer because I was not, I was still not able to, allowed to work okay. because we were still, I was still under my husband's visa. He had the work visa, but I did not have it at the time. And that was just a time that God brought me peace. And then he was just showing, I brought you here and I want to use you like this. Two months later, my work permit came. Wow. As a miracle because we, you apply is a huge process. Sometimes it takes like one or two years for you to be able to work once you really, work. yeah. And after they offered me the job and I went through the whole process of interview and everything, um, my work, I mean, my work permit came and then our green card and all happened. So that's how I started just 
after God broke me down, when I understood I was not, I could not lean on my own understanding, you know, how uh-huh. I know that verse, <laughs> trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean. I needed five whole years in my life to simply trust and know it was not what my background was about, where I came from or or even what my struggles were, like with the language and the yeah. culture and everything. It was just him putting us in the right place. And I feel that's my huge ministry, but after my family, you know? Sure. After yeah. God did that up. So I'm so glad. I just love my job. <laughs> that's so awesome. And you, I mean, I've, I've told you this before. I love the way you speak. I love the way, I love your accent. You just make everything sound so beautiful and exciting. Uh, but you, you told me that that's something that you struggle with, your accent. Tell us why. I do because Portuguese is my first language. I moved here. Well, I actually started learning English. I was 15, probably 14, 15. But if you have a second language or a third language, you will always struggle with that. You know, I always have Portuguese first in my mind. If I am tired, if I am overwhelmed, if I am facing something hard, my English will be worse and my accent will be stronger you know (laughs) it gets to a point like if it's late at night or early in the morning I feel like my brain is not working so the words simply don't come yeah and there are some words I simply cannot pronounce that's just silly (laughs) like what what can you not pronounce I think because when you study that when you grow up speaking a language all of your muscles you know they they get used to that sound there are sounds in Portuguese like th for example or some uh sound that we don't have that uh, I mean in English that we don't have in Portuguese at all okay you know and some sounds we have in Portuguese like we say barato like we don't have that in English so I feel like as I grew up uh, speaking Portuguese, all of my muscles, you know, <laughs> and my, the way I work, I can pronounce these sounds in Portuguese, but some sounds in English, they just don't come. And in Portuguese, you pronounce every single word, every single letter you write, all okay. the syllables, vowels, every single thing. In English, you don't do that. So I always <laughs> have a lot of silent that. words, yeah, a lot of silent <laughs> <Exactly>. letters. <laughs> And we don't have that. We even have accents in Portuguese that depending on the accent, you change the vowel sound, you know, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And I, I tend to think first in Portuguese, even now that we have been here for seven years, I moved here knowing English already. Mm-hmm. But when I got here, I, I, I was stuck. I was like, which language in the world is that? <laughs> I, I couldn't make a phone call. <laughs> I don't mean when I can go back. It was just hard. I know. I think probably because of my emotions and everything was so new. Um, But the language is something I struggle every single day. I have to stop. I have to think sometimes. But I have to learn every single day to think in English. Mm. And that's not something natural for me. You know, the structure. I'll give you one example. In Portuguese, if you ask somebody um, his age or her age, like how old are you, uh, you, you use the verb to be, how old are you, right? In, in Portuguese, if you ask the age, you say, 
how many ears do you have? Oh, so okay. You, you, you use the verb have. We say, quantos anos você tem? So that's verb to have and not the verb to be. So all of these things, mm -hmm. I have to know how the language works in order to ask a simple question. Right. You know what I mean? So, and then you apply that to like so many different um, uh, situations. So you just, when you know somebody, the verb to know in Portuguese, we have three different words for that. And then you have to know which one you're using. And then here oh. you simply use know. Like, I know this and I know this person. I, I would use two different words, you know? So I see. all of this, I just have, I, I usually say that I have two languages in my mind that they're fighting over <laughs> each other, but Portuguese is a lot stronger. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting too. Like, we don't think about the fact that, like the word no, you just said K-N-O-W. Well, there's also no as in N-O. And so they sound the same. And then you can, like you said, the word no, K-N-O-W means different. It can mean like three or four different things, exactly. you know? So there's a lot of um, words that we have that, that do that. So I... And the sound too, if you see no K-N-O-W and then you take K out, now it's not no, it's now. <laughs> And you go like in Portuguese, always O oh, all the time, unless you have an accent that shows you the sound. I, on behalf of English speakers, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I apologize? Thank you. For all my friends that are learning English right now. <laughs> I accept it. Thank you. <laughs> I know that can be confusing. That's definitely hard. And, and just so you know, uh, there are, uh, there are some words in English that I still have to like stop and think about how to say them right. Like the word specifically, uh -huh. I have to like, I have to pause. So I'll be like, yes. Yeah, so I specifically, like I have to like stop and think about the placement of the letters. So it's not just a Portuguese and English uh, thing. Sometimes English and English are fighting in our minds. Yeah, that makes me feel so much better. I'm so you. glad. And it might just be me, but I, there, I think there's a lot of people that there's like certain words you just can't say for some reason. Yeah. So but I think I that think goes That's part of my process with God because since Portuguese, Portuguese is a very hard language, but Portuguese, I grew up, learning Portuguese, studying Portuguese, and I own the language. Yeah. And everything that God was giving me while I was in my country, I felt like I own it because I studied for it. I got ready, you know, and I know it. And then with all of our process to move to another country and learn a new language yeah. and everything, uh, I kind of learned how to trust in a different way, you know? Wow. So I have to trust the Lord even simply speaking every single day. And sometimes I just say, God, I don't know how to express myself in this situation. And then the language comes. It's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it about um, like learning to speak in a different way? Like how, how is it that you're learning to trust God through that? Yeah. Well, something that the Lord has been really showing me, especially this 2020 what a year that we are facing what a year <laughs> what a year um is it's about love it's actually about uh what it says in galatians the fruit of the spirit 
that's how we start. We start in him and uh, everything comes from him and goes back to him and I belong to him. So when you see that he brings us love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and so on, um, we understand it comes from him. And the first one is love. So once we started talking about love, I was like, okay, God, so why should I talk about love? Because we we know about it, we read about it, but yeah. I, I know you want me to be specific. And that's when it came, speak love. Speak it's your love. Language. And when, what I felt was with everything that I had to face to finally feel like home here in America, because I had a hard time to feel like that my home was my home, because I was always thinking about my home back in Brazil, you know? Um, when I finally felt like home, I understood that came from the Lord. I understood that love came from the Lord. And Flavia, myself, was not able to love like that right. in a way that I would call this place home, you know, and these people, my people. So the Lord was just saying, unless it is a fruit that I bear in you, you're not able to do it. And you, it's a change of mind. It's a change of culture. And once you change the culture, you change the language. Wow. And that's what he was revealing. So speak love would be like he, commend, he commanded, uh, love one another. So I, in order to love, I, in order to express myself in love, to speak love, I need to let him come and change my, my mind change my heart and change my culture, my culture until I can call my culture, the culture from the kingdom of God until I can call my language, whatever it is, I can call it love and I can express it in everything I do or I say. Yeah. I, th I think that's beautiful. I think that's it's such a neat way to think about speaking love um, is about just reaching and connecting with other people. And you don't have to have the right words to do that. And that's why every single morning, and this is like my personal challenge. I wake up and I, I before opening my eyes, I say out loud, Holy Spirit, come, you're welcome here, like here in myself, because I can clearly see that Flavia will act, react or say this, but the Holy Spirit in me will do it differently. And if the Holy Spirit is asking us to speak love, that's an everyday thing. And yeah. that, every day you learn a new word, even like you, you speak I mean, English as a first language, I speak Portuguese as a first language. We still learn new words. Sure. Right? Oh, oh, wow. And so God wants to teach us how to speak love. And it's a whole new language. And it has to be in our movement towards him. It has to be every day. It has to be all the time, just as we eat, as we drink. Let me ask you this about talking about speaking love and recognizing that God is love. So what are some ways that we can speak love at Christmas? Uh, this is a great question. And I'm actually talking a lot about it with my kids at the school, my students uh, at the school, because since Christmas is all about Jesus, and if we think who Jesus is and what he represents and what he brought for us when he was born, it was just the whole promise being, starting to be fulfilled by the fact he came into this world. And when we read what happened, like with all the angels kept coming down to glorify his name and everything, I would say 
to, to speak love during this time is like to recognize who Jesus is and what his birth represents mm-hmm. and what he has to do to us and, and not only get ready for Christmas, but get ready for Jesus, who's actually coming back. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I, I feel like it's just bring Jesus, if we bring Jesus to our season and our lives and really think through what, who he is, all of his names and what he represents, God with us, Emmanuel, the Messiah, the Son of God, and all, everything that actually started when he came, you know, when he was born, it was just the promise being fulfilled. And that... That's God. That's love. And God is love. So I would say bringing Jesus in everything we do in, you know, as we prepare for for Christmas, for the season is just knowing it's all about him. Absolutely. That's well said. That's good. (laughs) Okay. So let me ask you this. What is it about Christmas that makes you love God more? I'm just so thankful that he... He allowed things happen the way it happened with Jesus mm-hmm. coming the way he did, being born in the stable, you know, mm-hmm. all of that. I just love God because like a human being would never allow a king to be born in the stable. It's true. <laughs> so what I love about God and this time makes me love him even more is just how he reveals himself in a simple way, but in an amazing way. It's just a lot. It it makes me realize that he's a lot bigger than this little box that I tend to put him in is the king that is almighty, all powerful, and he can be born uh, in a stable. Okay. So tell us about, um, Christmas in Brazil. Like what are some traditions or things that you guys did in Brazil for, during the Christmas season? All right. So in Brazil, our biggest event, like on Christmas day is actually not on Christmas day, not on the 25th. Our biggest one is on the 24th Christmas oh. Eve. So that's one of the things I, I still struggle with. <laughs> not being there anymore first thing christmas in brazil is summertime it's not winter it's not cold it's really hot we and it's of course our longest break it's december december and january in brazil okay so that's our summer break there i hadn't thought about that that your christmas is hot you're like in the summer exactly (gasps) that changes all of the christmas songs doesn't (laughs) it (laughs) so we i remember like as a kid, we would just go to the beach with the whole family. And then we would have this, this huge meal, uh, just as you have Thanksgiving here, we don't have Thanksgiving there, Mm -hmm. but we do have Christmas Eve. So that's the time we get together with our family, we eat and we thank God for the whole year. And we, we talk about Jesus and pray together. So that's the main thing. On the 25th, since it's like summer break and it's hot, we're usually, uh, you know, on the beach or at a park outside and it's totally different. <laughs> I cannot even imagine that. 
You know what? It's so nice because even though we don't have all of those traditions here, I, I just love the white Christmas. I love, even though we're here in Atlanta and it doesn't snow every year, but right. you know those things that you always see at, like on movies and then you realize you're here. But what, what it's interesting for me, for example, I did not grow up here. So all of those songs and, yeah. you know, all of this, like we were just playing this game at the school the other day and I did not know half of the names because, <laughs> and everybody knew. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not from here. I know the ones in Brazil. You know? <laughs> well, this has been so great. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I like to always close out my show by asking my guests to share a memory from when they were a kid. Since it's December, I thought maybe you could share a Christmas memory. A Christmas man. So I always go back. If I go back to my childhood, I was always at the church, like all of those Christmas plays, my father being one of the pastors there and I was already leading worship since I was very little, very young. <laughs> That's awesome. My father is a worship leader as well, just as my brother. So my best memories um, were first the Christmas play right before uh, I mean, the be in the beginning of the month in December, and of course, I would play Mary or the angel or <laughs> an animal or someone <laughs> in the nativity scene, and, and then we would go uh, on vacation, our whole family, and no matter where we were, we would just get around the table on Christmas Eve and just thank God for, for Jesus, thank Him for being awesome. our, our rock and our salvation. So I remember that since very little and every Christmas, my mom was all about Christmas and mm -hmm. my father as well. So just the family time and the conversation around uh, the story and Jesus and and all of that. So precious memories. That's, that's beautiful. Um, let me ask you this too. How do you say Merry Christmas in Portuguese? Feliz Natal. Feliz Natal. Natal. So not like Feliz Navidad. That's Spanish. So that's Feliz Spanish. Yeah. Feliz, Feliz Natal. Natal. Okay. Yeah. Well, Feliz Natal to you. Feliz Natal, my friend. Thank you so much. Wow. I just love her. I actually don't know what it's like to have two languages fighting inside my head, so I can't imagine what that feels like. But I really just love the way she speaks. Not not just her accent, but I mean, she truly speaks love. She has such a compassion and love and passion to follow God. She said to speak love, we need to change our mind, our heart, and our culture. That means not being so hung up on our own way of thinking or doing things that we miss out on what others are going through or what God wants us to do. And I love when she said, before I open my eyes every single morning, I say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here in my life. I actually want to try that tomorrow. Maybe we can try it together. Will you do it with me? I think it would be a huge blessing and would really prepare us for this Christmas season if every morning we just woke up and before we open our eyes, we say to God, 
you are welcome in my life. That would be amazing. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is a part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So I'm excited to introduce you to my very cool friend and his name is Reed White. Hi, my name is Reed. This is my Christmas joke. What did the snowman say to the other snowman? Well, he said, do you smell carrots? (laughs) Okay, I think that's my new favorite Christmas joke. (laughs) Do you smell carrots? I love the way he said it too. Good delivery. Thanks, Reed. Well, if you would like to be on the podcast, I would love to hear your favorite joke. Or maybe you have a favorite Bible verse or something you want to share. Just have a grown-up help you go to my podcast website. It's anchor.fm slash collidekidspod. And on that page, there's a place for you to leave me a message. If you need more information about this, you can find all this on my social media pages as well. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with your friends and family. It would be a Christmas gift to me and to whoever you share it with. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that new episodes will automatically load each week into whatever podcast app you're using. And give us a rating and a review on your podcast app. That actually helps other people find out about the show so they can listen too. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and getting to know my friend from Brazil. And I pray that this Christmas season, you get to practice speaking love. Even if it's hard, or even if you have to keep trying, speak love. Well, in case no one has told you today, let me be the first to remind you, God loves you so much. Merry Christmas and Feliz Natal!